All right, what is up? And welcome back to another episode of the Build a Better You podcast. I'm your host, Austin Chan. And in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about why you need to save yourself or why no one is going to come save you but yourself. And so the main topic or discussion I wanted to talk about in this episode is just why you need to be focusing on yourself and not be so reliant on other people to do the work for you. And what kind of triggered me to do this episode is because I've been getting a lot of comments on social media, specifically TikTok, on people how they say, oh, don't say this or you're going to trigger people or, you know, be careful of what you say. You don't know what anyone else is going through. You just have to be basically walking on eggshells because you don't know what anyone else is going through. And so while, yes, I completely can empathize with that, like I don't want to be triggering anyone uh, with any eating disorders or just any psychological problems that they have. However, on the other hand, I don't think that anyone can go throughout life just walking on eggshells and being careful of every single thing they say and having to watch every single word that they say and hope that that doesn't trigger someone or that it doesn't you know agree with uh what everyone else thinks just because you know they they don't want to be offending anyone in any sense because if that were the case then no one would really be able to say what is actually on their mind and no one can be open and transparent and everyone just has to be in this kind of politically correct bubble and everyone is not being themselves, which I think that's the opposite of what we're trying to go for. I believe that everyone should be able to express who they are to the fullest and be just completely transparent. They don't have to put on a front. They can just be themselves. And when you can be yourself, I believe that's the most fulfilled, the most happy that anyone can be. And this is something that I've learned throughout my journey, especially just starting to post on social media. Like, I've learned to just not give a shit about what people say. Like, I mean, obviously, if I get a lot of lashback because of something that I've said or something I'm wrong about, I can completely understand. Like, I will be the first person to tell you that I am wrong about something if I am wrong. And I don't have any problem doing that because I know that it's my fault. But ultimately, like, social media has taught me to not give a shit about what, like, people say for the most part because I know that I'm putting out, you know, reliable, correct, and information that's going to help a lot of people. And if people disagree with that for some reason, then that's their own problem, you know? I'm not going to censor myself for the sake of just not being able to help others because I believe that the amount of people that I am potentially able to help are going to far outnumber the number of people who hate or who just choose to be in that victim mindset. And so the main points that I wanted to cover in this episode is just basically don't feel like you have to walk in eggshells around everyone. I believe that you are able to say whatever it is on your mind, what you truly believe. Obviously, don't go saying like 
things that are like actually not acceptable like i think that's pretty obvious you know like blatant like sexism racism or just like things that are just like prejudiced i mean don't obviously don't go around saying stuff like that but i mean if it's something that like you truly believe in and you have a point of view on something then just just say it because i guarantee more people are going to be open and willing to accept your mindset then they are going to give you lashback, disagree, you know, argue and all that. And I believe we have be- become so disconnected with having open discussion because, I mean, everything nowadays, it's like you have to be careful what you say. You don't want to, you know, make anyone mad. You don't want to make anyone hate you. But I feel like everyone, I feel like those few people are often the loudest, like the polarizing opposites are usually the loudest like i mean like 89 percent of us are usually somewhere in the moderate like most of us are level-headed and we are open to having a discussion you know having discourse about something being willing to talk about it rather than just saying oh you know screw you i'm not gonna listen to whatever you say that's like the minority so don't be afraid to say what you want and don't walk on eggshells like and my and the main point that I'm trying to get at is because we all have psychological problems. We all have mental, psychological trauma that we're going through. And like what people say is often more of a reflection of themselves rather than what you have to say. This is what I've learned. People who often, not necessarily disagree, but people who often give the most emotional response to whatever you're saying, this often reflects a lot about them. Uh, saying what kind of trauma they've been through. You know, like if they say that, oh, don't trigger an eating disorder, that's probably because that's what they're going through. And it's not necessarily what, because of what you said. People usually, when they take in information, a lot of the times when people take in information, what they'll do, they'll take in the information, they'll process it. And a lot of us, I mean, I'm not saying that this is just them, but a lot of us, we use that information and it kind of just mixes into the pool of like already existing information in our heads. And so when it mixes up, it, you know, it sparks all this like psychological trauma, all this psychological like things that have been ingrained into our head over the course of our life, pretty much. And it stirs up these emotions, stirs up these reactions. And when people don't, logically process that they'll usually just spit out the first thing that comes to their head and that's like being triggered or just not agreeing with something because you know maybe they've gone through their entire life being reinforced the opposite thing of what they're taking in at that point so yeah a lot of us are dealing with our own psychological traumas like people can go through the same life but if they had like one small difference uh, it could cause a whole cascade of like different reactions, different outcomes in life. And that's why everyone is different. Uh, you don't know what anyone else is going through. That's what I'm trying to say in like the empathetic aspect of it. But also at the same time, it's like, you know, we all have our own psychological issues. It's something that I think we all have to deal with ourselves. I don't think it's everyone else's job to deal with these psychological issues. I think... This is something that we all have to deal with ourselves. Like you wouldn't go up to, like for example, if you had an allergy to peanuts, 
it's not everyone else's job to make sure that you never like see peanuts or anything like you don't go up to random strangers like hey i hope you're not eating a peanut butter sandwich because i'm deathly allergic to peanuts and you should never have that for lunch or you should never eat that around me ever again you shouldn't expect everyone to be at that standard like of course friends and family excluded but you shouldn't expect every single stranger you pass on the street to know about your allergies to know about your triggers to know about everything like it's not their job to do that it's up to you to kind of provide that information to you know work within yourself and let people be aware of like certain things that might trigger you or certain things that you might be more sensitive to but ultimately it's your job to deal with that it's not someone else's job to walk on eggshells or yeah i think a huge fallacy this has to do is just being in that victim mindset like just victimizing yourself you know you just pity yourself it's everyone else's fault that you're this way it's society's fault it's whatever it is that's out of your control and when you're in this mindset it's kind of dangerous it can spiral out of control because when you start to like outsource all of the blame outsource all of the root causes of your problems that's when you'll kind of have a disconnect and you just won't deal with them and they'll just kind of manifest and get worse over time and then yeah when you start to outsource like all of the blame and everything you start to not look within yourself and not decide that this is something that i can change rather than that you're just gonna be resistant to change you're not going to want to change you're just going to want to be the same you're just going to constantly blame others for your lack of success for your lack of change for your lack of ability to change and this can just be a dangerous route to go down and eventually you'll cope with other things like you know this i think this is a large reason why people turn to drugs turn to alcohol turn to other external sources of pleasure because they can't find it within themselves. They can't work on whatever it is they need to work on and really find the the fix, find the solution within themselves. Whether that's finding like the motivation to do something, whether that's finding a healthier coping mechanism. Yeah, I just think people need to look inwards. Like I think it is such a valuable um quality to possess to be able to look inwards like i don't expect everyone to be flawless but like to be able to look inward and assess yourself that is such a valuable skill to have and i think that is the one skill i want to say that like 90 percent of people are lacking because when you're able to do that you not only are able to achieve your goals but you are able to like better yourself constantly because when you start to internalize i don't say you want to internalize everything but when you start to internalize a lot of the things that you go through you'll start shifting rather than the blame for to others you'll start shifting it to kind of yourself not not saying that you should be blaming yourself for everything but you'll start to kind of take on the responsibility that's the word i was looking for you'll start to kind of take on the responsibility of the reason why things are happening and you'll take it upon yourself to change and when you're able to do that you i i truly believe that people become more resilient when they're more responsible for the things that that happen in their life because 
when you think that, oh, this is something that is totally in my control, you start to take more responsibility about that. And when you're able to take more responsibility, you're like, okay, because this was something that I did, what can I do better? Or what can I change this time around so that I can be better? I can improve for next time. And so when you kind of start this snowball, it just starts compounding. And over time, you truly are able to Again, self-assess, self-monitor, auto-regulate your life, and you're able to just do the things that you want to do, and you go after the things that you want to do, rather than waiting for things to happen, if they do happen at all, and just blaming everyone else for your problem. Again, like it's, it's not everyone else's job to make sure that you're doing okay. It's ultimately up to you to do the things that you need to do to fix the things that you need to need you need to do like a lot of times on social media i see that people are always asking for help and which which is not necessarily a bad thing i i highly encourage that like if you need help seek it out but here's the thing like if you seek out help you can seek out all the help you want but ultimately it's it's up to you it's up to you to do whatever you need to do and if you don't do what you need to do you're not going to get to where you need to go because you can get all the help that you want, but it's it's all useless if you don't put into action, if you don't apply it. Because, like, for example, for fitness, I could give you the perfect workout program. I could give you the perfect macro calorie split. And you can have everything, like, to access at the finger, at your fingertips. You can have the best gym in the world to go to. You can have all the free time in the world. But if you don't take that first step and start doing it for yourself, then you're not going to see the results that you want to see. Because ultimately, you have to put in the work. And that's one thing that I love so much about fitness is because it's something that isn't given to anyone. It, it takes years of like hard work, dedication, and consistency to achieve your goals. And I just love that because it's something that money can't buy. Like you can have all the money in the world. You can have all the time in the world. But if you don't take that first step, apply yourself and and try to be better from that point out, you're not going to get there. And that's why I see so many people at the gym just going day in, day out and don't really see a change because they don't apply themselves. They don't, they don't like always look inward and self-regulate. They just go through the motions. They're like, you know, oh, what I'm doing, I guess it's working. They're they're not like asking themselves these questions. And I think that's ultimately where change like starts to happen is when you start to self-assess, when you're like, okay, I don't think this is working. What can I do better? Rather than thinking that, like most people at the gym are like, okay, I'm just going through the motions. You know, I'm, I'm here at the gym. That's good enough. Like, I think that I mean, although it is a good first step, like it's better than doing nothing. Like, I just want people to live to their like full potential. You know, I don't want people to just go through the motions and just kind of coast through life. I think because life is so short, you shouldn't be wasting any time not trying to be a better version of yourself. I mean, this doesn't have to be fitness. I'm not asking everyone to be the most lean or the most jacked or the most strong like version of themselves. But like just being better than who you are yesterday, being better than who you are today, even making a 1% 
increment of progress that's better than nothing like one percent over years and years like two in in two years you'll be twice as good as the person you were two years ago like that's freaking amazing like i don't understand why people just think the way they think and i don't know maybe this is just me but i feel like like for me i just love self-development i just love progress i just love being able to better myself every single day i see every single day as an opportunity to do something better to do more with something and it doesn't it doesn't have to be fitness it, it can be your work it can be you know raising your kids it could be just doing your everyday tasks like what can you do to be better like because ultimately i think we all have room for improvement even the most elite athletes in the world like they always try to better themselves they don't like like usain bolt even though he wins first place like he doesn't think okay you know i'm just not going to train that hard this year because you know i've i've got first place like i've got it in the bag like i'm not going to train hard like he still trains his ass off he still trains to the max he can because he wants to be better than the person he was last year he wants to you know maintain that title because if you're not progressing then ultimately i think you are going backwards not that i'm saying that if you don't do anything that you're just like wasting weight but honestly time is working against us i think the more we go throughout time the i mean nothing nothing lasts forever you know most of us we age until we're like 25 and then that's like pretty much when we peak out like physically and it, it's all downhill from there you know so i think i want to maximize my potential before i head onto that decline like i think everyone should and just because you're past the age of 25 doesn't mean it's too late to start either you always have room to improve like it doesn't matter how long you've been training if you've been training for a year if you haven't even started it yet or if you've been training for 20 years like it's never too late to keep going like you can always find different ways to progress and that's what i also love about progress like progress isn't just in the weight room it isn't just adding five more pounds it isn't just lifting uh for more sets for more reps it's you know making sure that your form is better than it was last year like maybe your form is more pristine than it is this year maybe you're able to lift without that like chronic like knee pain that you've been having maybe you are able to balance your work life better maybe you can go to the gym more consistently this year than you have the past year maybe your diet is more important on this year maybe you find that your diet is more balanced and more enjoyable than it is the previous years maybe even though you like might not be as lean or you might not be as strong as you were the previous years like maybe this year your training is better you know you can move through your emotions better you can you're seeing progress in different areas and that's what i think a lot of people often miss about progress is that they don't see the whole picture like as you go throughout life progress is not going to be always the same like maybe you have kids and you gain some weight and you just aren't able to dedicate as much time to fitness but you also just had a freaking kid and your life is drastically different than what it was five ten years ago and even though you have all these other commitments now if you're able to commit to fitness and still look like at least half as good as you did like five, 10 years ago, that is still pretty freaking awesome because 
It shows that you have a better work-life balance. You're able to balance more things on your plate. You're and and the fact that you are still seeing progress despite all these like other things that you're trying to balance, which is just really awesome. And so I kind of went into another uh, tangent. Uh, these are these are going to be pretty common throughout my podcast. I just start rambling and I start talking about a bunch of different things. So uh, let me look through some of the points I have here listed down for this podcast. Uh, where was I on? Okay, yeah, I was on. So you can, I think, yeah, you, I think you can honestly only help yourself because, yeah, like I said, you can get all the help you need, but ultimately it's really up to you because, yeah, no one else can do the work for you. No one else can be in your shoes, live your life, except you and it's up to you to make that change because no one else knows your schedule no one else knows what works best for you no one else knows exactly how to navigate through your own life except you and even though you you can hire a coach like coaching makes the process easier like i tell all this to all of my clients like you know i can give you the training program. I can give you the nutrition program. I can lay it all down for you, how you should schedule your workouts, how you should schedule everything, how you should plan out your meals. But ultimately, it's up to you to put in that work, to put in that consistency, to put in that patience. Because if you don't apply all of that, if you don't follow the program, then you're not going to see the results. Like ultimately, I can... I even even if you hired me and I was there living in your house with you, making sure you were following the nutri- nutrition program and workout program and everything, ultimately you still have to do it. Like I could be just sitting in your home, but if you don't go through the emotions, if you don't do the workout, if you don't stick to the nutrition program, if you don't, you know, work through your own problems that come along the way, then everything I do, it's not going to help. Like ultimately, yeah, I could help you work through the mindset as well. Like I could, you know, help you work through your psychological problems. Maybe you've had a a history of an eating disorder or a history, just having a poor relationship with food, uh, poor like history of like habits. Maybe I can help you like work through those, but ultimately, yeah, you have to self-valuate you. You have to look inward you know talk to yourself and really work through those problems if you want to see that progress and then one last thing i want to talk about so you can only help yourself if you allow yourself to be helped and i see a lot of this in especially potential clients i talk to like especially in like the gym setting like I don't, I don't know. I think this just has to do with the dynamic more. Like I think online coaching, a lot of people like reach out for help. So they're already on that next step of being more motivated. Whereas people who just sign up at a gym, they're usually just not as motivated as someone online. Um, I, this is just my experience. I can't speak for everyone on this, obviously. But a lot of people just kind of get stuck like... Like if I approach them and ask them, hey, you know, if you want a free training session, well, how do you feel about personal training and all that? And a lot of them go, you know, oh, I'll just do my own thing because that that's just what I want to do. And then I go on to ask them like, okay, so what is your plan right now? And then they're like, oh, it's the same last time, you know, just come in, do a bit of cardio and all that. And, uh, and then I ask them, oh, how is that going for you? 
and they said, oh, well, I mean, hasn't been really been working, but, you know, I just want to do it myself. And so, you know, you ask them about like, oh, so why are you still doing this if it hasn't worked? Like, what, what has changed this time? They usually say something along the lines of, you know, I wasn't as committed, uh, wasn't as motivated, blah, blah, blah. And, and then I go ahead and ask them, so are you saying you're, you weren't committed last time? And then they'll answer, oh, well, you know, uh, not exactly. I mean, I was still committed. I just, you know, I just want to do it myself. And they're just really like firm on the decision that they want to do it themselves when really it's, it's, yeah, they, they need the help, but they don't like come to the conclusion that they want to be helped. And so this is one thing I really want to like drive home. So like you, this is, I mean, this is not just for coaching. This is not just for personal training. I think this is for everyone. I mean, surprise, I think all of us have had human interaction at some point. So like whether this is a friend, a family member, like when you speak to them, like no matter how much you want to help them, like if they don't want to be helped, then you can't help them. And this is one of the biggest, I would say problems or like obstacles I've gotten into uh, just being a coach, being a personal trainer is that even though I want to help everyone, not everyone wants to be helped. And this is one of the just biggest realizations I've had to come to because yeah, like as much as I want to help everyone, as much as I want everyone to be the best version of themselves, I can say all this cheesy stuff, but like not everyone wants my help. Some people just can't be helped because that that's just the way they are. Like people have to be receptive to help. People have to be receptive to wanting to be better because some people are, I mean, as much as they say they want to change, part of them is still working with some like psychological like trauma tug of war that they're fighting in with them themselves. And that's just something that they have to work through themselves. And until they are ready and open to accepting that help, they won't, they won't want to be helped. And that's just the reality that I've had come to like accept. And I think the majority of you, uh, if you're still listening, is that, you know, your friend or family member, you might want them to be healthier. You might want them to join in on your fitness journey or health journey. But ultimately, if they don't want to be helped, if they're not receptive to the information that uh, you're putting out or the something that you agree with and you're sharing with them, if they don't want to be helped, then ultimately it's not your job to convince them. It's something that they have to work with themselves, something that they have to eventually convince themselves of. And I don't know if you've seen the uh, the goal setting. Like I think it's a flow chart. It's like the four stages of goal setting. There's like preconception, conception, and I can't remember the other two. But basically the preconception part is the part where someone realizes that they need a change they're yeah they realize they need a change but they're not willing to exactly take that first step of like fully committing to a plan and so oftentimes these type of people are stuck in that like preconception phase like they might want to change but they're not like 100 percent sure they're not willing to take that next step and it's yeah it's ultimately up to them it's not your job to push them it's not your job to 
convince them that they need to take care of themselves. It's ultimately something that they have to come to terms with, something that they have to prioritize because if they're not willing to prioritize their fitness and health journey, then no no one else can make them, you know? Like if they would rather just sit on the couch and just endlessly binge on TV shows, then that's that's their choice. That's ultimately up to them. And you just can't change that. And the best thing you can do is just, you know, do your own thing and make your own progress. Keep doing you. And eventually, you know, maybe they'll come around. Maybe they won't. But, you know, maybe they'll see, oh, looks like uh, what you're doing is actually working. And I, I think I'm ready to make that change now. And that's something you just have to wait, unfortunately. Yeah. Sucks that patience is just a, such a huge part of life, right? <laughs> and yeah, just learning. I'd say the biggest thing is just learning how to self-monitor, self-assess, auto-regulate. And this is something that uh, I've experienced a lot with like social media as well. I, As you can imagine, I get a ton of fitness questions. And some people just ask the most like basic questions. And uh, again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with asking questions. If you're asking for help, that is great. That means you're open to receiving the help that you need. However, some of these questions, I swear you need to use some common sense, like self-monitor, self-assess, and auto-regulate. Those are the three things that I that I beg of you to like use. Because some of these questions, they can be easily solved by applying some common sense. Like some people use my calorie deficit calculator and they're like, oh, uh, your calories came out really high or your calories came out super low and it sounds like I'm starving. Yeah, well, obviously it's not a perfect, like don't, like do every single thing I tell you to do to a T and like, you know, self-monitor, self-assess. Obviously this is not perfect. Some people will need to eat more. Some people will need to eat less, you know, auto-regulate just because I, I'm not like preaching like God's word or something out here. I'm just like saying information I know best and it's a good starting point for the people who don't have a starting point, but it's not like Oh, if you follow this exactly, you're going to get the results that you want. I'm not saying that. Like, seriously, use your brain, self-monitor, self-assess. Because even, yeah, again, and yeah, like going back and tying everything together, even if you hired me as a coach, like, you still have to have that self-monitoring ability, that self-assessment, the ability to auto-regulate because... The fitness nutrition program that I give you, it's to the best of my knowledge, but like no one will be able to estimate your exact calories. It's something that, again, I will work th- with you on that. Like it takes the guesswork out of it. Like you will be able to like provide the feedback to me and I will take the guesswork out. Like you don't have to figure this stuff out yourself. But yeah, if you work with me, we'll figure it out together. Because let's say you're like not losing enough weight, you're just eating a certain number of calories and then you're seeing no progress, then obviously we're going to bump down. I will know exactly like what to do in certain situations. But yeah, ultimately, like if you want to do this yourself, then you're going to have to apply that self-monitoring, that self-assessment. Like you just have to be able to 
work through problems yourself if you really do want to go at this yourself. Like that that that's it. Like people ask me the the secret to getting super fit, to fat loss, to muscle gain and honestly, it's just boring old consistency, patience and the ability to self-assess and you know, change things when needed. And that's the biggest thing. Like I don't care if you have the best fitness program, the best nutrition program, like if you aren't able to kind of look inwards and like change what you need to change, then yeah, you're not going to see the progress because you're just going to be doing the same thing every single day, wondering why you're not getting progress. And then you go, oh, yes, I'll just keep doing the same thing. And I know I'm kind of talking around in circles here, but like, yeah, that's what people at the gym like do. They don't self-assess their workout programs. They don't wonder why nothing is working, even though I've been doing the same workout for years. And they're just too lazy to self-assess and be like, okay, maybe I need to fix this. Maybe I need to fix that. Maybe I should should seek out some help. But yeah, some people are comfortable with what they're doing. And so they're just afraid to kind of step outside of their comfort zone and change things. But I will tell you this, that being able to self-assess and being able to make these changes is probably the greatest superpower you have because I think being able to constantly push yourself to be better to change things that will like far like that will exponentially increase your chances of success because like I said you can you can only help yourself people can provide you everything but ultimately if you don't walk the walk if you don't look inwards if you don't fix the shit that needs to be fixed you're not going to see the results and yeah uh so i just want to thank you so much for listening to me for the past like half hour about me just ranting on this stuff i really hoped that some of the stuff i've talked about has really helped you in terms of just bettering your mindset and bettering bettering your ability to better yourself. And yeah, if you enjoyed this episode and found it really helpful and just liked listening to me uh, talk about this kind of stuff, be sure to leave me a five-star review. It really helps, uh, shows me that you're not only enjoying the content, but you're finding it helpful and that lets me know that what I'm saying is actually helping people and gives me the feedback to kind of put more content like out like this. Uh, if you do want to see a different type of content, you can also leave a comment with a review. Again, thank you so much for listening, and I will catch you in the next one.